in the name of the one who weeps with us. Amen. This gospel story is full of compelling phrases. Any number of things might have caught your attention. Now, last week I suggested that God speaks to each of us personally by catching our attention, pulling our mind more deeply into one thing above all other things. So before I dive into this sermon, I encourage you to hold on to whatever in the story caught your attention and stash it away for further conversation between you and God. This may actually be a really good weekly practice, something to do as the preacher walks from the aisle up to the pulpit so that you can safeguard your own conversation with God, lest we, the preachers, accidentally override it with our words. All right, so five phrases tug at my mind and heart in this story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Interestingly, I think any one of these five phrases would make a great book title for a conversation on faith. Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. Jesus began to weep. There is a stench. Lazarus, come out. Unbind him and let him go. Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. Lord, if you had been there, my grandmother, my friend, my father, my son, my sister would not have died. Lord, if you had been here, the treatment would have worked and the cancer would be in remission. Lord, if you had been there, that man never would have gotten through the doors of the synagogue with his hatred and his weapons nor through the doors of the grocery store, the school, the concert hall, the mall, the church, the movie theater, the mosque, or his neighbor's neighbor's home. Lord, if you had been there. Two, Jesus began to weep because he was there. Because his heart was all wrapped up in ours, Jesus began to weep. Because he was inside our grief with us, Jesus began to weep. Because he was in the synagogue, the school, the church, the mosque, the grocery store, watching what our hatred has inspired in one another and kneeling beside the dead and the dying, Jesus wept, holding them, even as he held and grieved with their loved ones, Jesus Wept. When we think of God as an all-powerful puppeteer, we cannot imagine that Christ could be standing in the midst of our pain, weeping. But God is not a puppeteer. When we think of the divine not as a grand controller, but as the biggest expression of love that could ever exist, we know that God weeps. Three. There is a stench. I could have skipped this one. (laughs) But the Holy Spirit was nagging. Because the truth is, sometimes life stinks. Literally and figuratively. There is a stench when we have fallen into a dark abyss of pain in our lives. 
There is sometimes a stench around small deaths and around the big death. This stench makes us and those around us believe there is no longer a hope of resurrection. The stench in the story of Lazarus tells us that Lazarus is dead dead. It tells us that no one wants to reach in there and touch him to pull him back from death, nor do they believe that it is possible. No one except his friend, Jesus. We have a friend named Jesus, too. Same guy. And he will reach into our darkest corners where life stinks and the stench has perhaps chased others away. And he will call us back to life. Lazarus, come out. Christian, come out. Sisters, come out. Brothers, come out. You who have succumbed to death and darkness, hopelessness and despair, hatred and judgment, disdain toward one another, disdain toward yourself. You are in a cave. We all are or have been there, personally or relationally or as a nation. We know that darkness. But the stone is rolled away now. The way is made clear. And it's up to you. Come out. Unbind him and let him go. Unbind her and let her go. Unbind one another and let one another go. If it is up to us to walk into the light and present ourselves to be unbound, it is up to others to unbind us. And it is up to us to unbind others. To unbind them from our labels and judgments and grudges. To unbind them by listening to their pain and oppression as it is spoken in their words and heard in our hearts. To unbind them through the simple and profound acts of presence and love. To use the power we have to liberate others in voting booths and conversation and prayers, we aim to unbind one another. I had an Albert Einstein quote taped to my wall when I was in my 20s and living very far from home. I struggled with the state of the world then, as I do now, and with loneliness and grief after the loss of a beloved grandmother and a close friend. And these words brought me strength and perspective. The quote read like this. Perhaps you know it. Strange is our situation here on earth. Each of us comes for a short visit, not knowing why, yet sometimes seeming to divine a purpose. From the standpoint of daily life, however, there is one thing we do know. That we are here for the sake of others above all else. We are here to unbind one another and help God to set one another free. Here in this life, we face darkness by knowing that God is here. Jesus does weep with us. There will sometimes be a stench. And yet Christ will call us out of that darkness and we can unbind others and be set free. So that when the big death comes, we are prepared 
for the glorious nature of the resurrection in which God is with us and with those we leave behind. Jesus does weep and he celebrates. The stench will be gone. We will be called out into the light and when we are unbound in paradise, we will be forever unbound from every limitation involved in being human. Those who have crossed already into unbounded glory are still on our hearts. We are joined to them forever through the waters of creation, the waters of baptism, and the waters of our tears. And so on this All Saints Sunday, we will renew our baptismal covenants, claiming our place among the community of saints. And we will name those who have died this past year, loving them further into God's glory. May our voices rise like incense, calling out in unbounded love. Amen.